0: welcome to coach house talks so it's been great to hear this morning about all the different pieces of armor that we have for our protection and I'm going to talk a bit more about how and why we put it on so before we do that let's have a look at the background of when this was written Ephesians was written by Paul in around AD 60 while he was in prison in Rome he was writing to a church in Ephesus he had planted The church he was writing to was in a pagan area in a fairly affluent city and made up predominantly of Gentiles. They were new to Christianity and Paul wrote to them to guide them in their first steps. What he writes is so relevant for us today because we are similarly a Gentile church in an anti-Christian yet affluent part of the world. It can be so easy for us to forget that there's a spiritual aspect to our everyday Christianity. But if we forget, we might let our guard down and the enemy might get in. Paul is encouraging the church to remember that there's more than just flesh and blood, as he puts it. There's more than just a physical world that we can see and feel around us. And we need to fight with the tools that God's given us. But who are we fighting against? Well, in the world, we also have the devil. 1 Peter says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. It's hard to stand against the devil's schemes. He's been around since the beginning, and he knows human nature better than we do. He knows how to tempt us and where we're most likely to fall. He knows how to distract us from God's purpose in our lives. He makes the battle difficult for us. So how do we stand firm then? We need to use the armor of God. Let's go through the armor and look at how we put it on. It's made up of six parts, as Mal said. We've got the belt, the breastplate, the shoes, the shield, the helmet, and the sword. When we look at what a Roman soldier would have worn as their armor, one of the pieces would have been the belt. It was used for protection for the lower half of the body, but also as a sign of whose army they were part of. So living in truth can protect us from the devil's attacks, but it also shows the world who we belong to. Living with integrity protects us and keeps us with God, But also the world sees there's something different about us, even if they don't know what it is. The belt was where the scabbard was. So this is what holds the soldier's sword. And in this analogy, that's the word of God. So the belt helps us, the belt of truth helps us use the word of God effectively. We'll look at the sword a bit more later, but for now, let's look at the breastplate. So the breastplate of righteousness defends our heart. If we're not careful to keep righteousness close, we're more likely to fall into sin. The devil will get in and will become selfish again, doing things for our good rather than for the good of others and the good of the kingdom of God. We we'll want the wrong things for the wrong reasons. So how can we keep righteousness on? If we pray and connect with God, we'll want to become more righteous. And the more we read God's word, the more we'll see examples of this Righteousness. The more we look at examples in the Bible, the more we'll recognize it in our own lives, and we'll recognize what the righteous thing is to do. After we have the belt and the breastplate, it's time to put on the shoes. Shoes are used to help us protect us when we walk through the world. They make walking through rough places much easier. We can show others the gospel as we walk through our personal hard times with peace, and that might lead them to Christ. We can also talk to others about the gospel, even if we know the consequences of that will be hard, because we know we have God's peace in us. When we share the gospel with others, it should be done peacefully. It has been said that no one has ever been argued into the kingdom of God, and that is absolutely true. People can't um, be convinced about what they don't feel peaceful about. Next, we pick up the shield of faith that extinguishes flaming arrows. So what are these flaming arrows in our lives? In battle, flaming arrows were used to cause distraction. And these are the devil's lies that cause us to look elsewhere and not where we should be looking. So what about the shield of faith? This would have been a great picture for the people at the time. The Romans had these big shields that they took into battle. And they used to interlock them to form a tortuga or a tortoise in English. They could then move forward protected and united It needed all of them to put their shields in the right places and all of them to walk together to be effective. Just as the Romans did, we need to walk together to get where we need to go, protected and united. So what's faith then? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. The Bible also talks about how we're saved by faith and it's a gift from God. So it's a gift from God. We can't see it, but it saves us. So how do we pick it up? We need to believe God. We need to trust in him completely and walk with him so we won't get distracted or hurt by the arrows of the devil. The devil works by twisting God's truths, so we need to have faith in the truth in our guidebook, the Bible. Similarly, the helmet of salvation protects our minds. Our minds are so important in our decisions and actions. They need protecting from the schemes of the devil, the lies and distractions that can so easily make us think and act in a way we shouldn't. The helmet is the assurance of our salvation, the assurance that we have been made completely new. In John 3, it talks about how Christ has made us completely new. We haven't just added a new belief, but we are completely different. Our minds are included in that. We have to protect this new Christ-like mind to make sure we don't fall back into our old ways of thinking. We need to protect it by renewing our minds, by reminding ourselves of the fact that the Holy Spirit is in us and can work in us to make us more like Christ every day. This will protect our minds as we'll be focused on what God wants and God's kingdom, so the devil will have no chance to get in. Finally, we have the sword of the Spirit. This is the only part of the armor with which we fight, but it's a great weapon. This is the word of God. We need to keep this weapon sharp so it can cut through anything. It can cut through the devil's schemes and lies, as nothing that is not holy and righteous can stand before, the, the, before the God's word. This is why it's essential that we sharpen our sword by reading our Bibles and discussing it with one another. We need to know the truth so we can speak it out and push the devil back and keep fighting on. And for this reason, I would urge you to come on Sunday nights to Catalyst. It's a great place to sharpen our swords with each other and reaffirm and refocus on God's truths. So, to conclude, we have this metaphor of all the, of the soldier with all his armor, and then Paul encourages us to pray. So, to continue with this analogy, prayer is like communication system that the soldiers use in the battlefield. It makes sure the commander can impart his instructions, but also makes sure the soldier can let the commander know where they are and what they need. This communication means that all the soldiers are where they're meant to be at the right times, and they're all working together effectively. All the soldiers need their information from the same place to work together best, and so do we. It's essential that we pray to stay inside God's plan. So God's armor is bedded in living truthfully and righteously with peace, faith and salvation only available from God that we can stand firm in and fight back with the power of the word of God. So remembering what God has given us and reading our Bibles to be sure of the truth for ourselves and collectively will help us be most effective working together and staying in communication with God by praying. Let's pray together. God, thank you that you've given us your great protection. Thank you that you have saved us and you've given us your peace and your truth and your righteousness. Thank you that we walk through this world not with fear, but with the knowledge that you are by our sides and we can work together to make your kingdom come on earth today. Amen. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and at www.coachhousechurch.org.